Welcome to CollegeCast for pharmacy practice news, views and updates brought to you by the Pharmaceutical Society of New Zealand. Join us to find out about tips and tools for immediate benefit to your practice and learn about current practice topics and innovations driving the future of pharmacy. So moving on to the trial that you're doing in Tokoroa. Yeah. Tell me a little bit about that glucose monitoring trial that you implemented. So probably two, maybe three years ago now, um, a friend of mine who has type 1 diabetes showed me the new blood glucose monitor that she'd got, which wasn't funded, um, which was a product... Um, it's uh, an Abbott product distributed internationally called a Freestyle Libre device. Uh, now, there's been continuous blood glucose monitors um, on the market, and there continues to be more than, more than this one, um, but they tend to be a lot more expensive. Now, this um, consists of a sensor, which is a little disc about the size of a, I don't know, $2 coin maybe, um, with it's got an electrode that just penetrates the skin and the, the sensor sticks on the skin. Um, and it reads the blood glucose every minute for 14 days. Um, the sensor's got enough memory capacity to retain eight hours data. And the other half of the system is a little meter about the size of a standard blood glucose meter uh, which, when passed over the sensor, connects wirelessly and downloads the information out of the sensor. So what you get on your meter then, your reader, is what your glucose is, um, whether it's going up quickly, up slowly, staying level, down slowly or down quickly, and a graph of the last eight hours measurements. So people can see in real time what effect things like food, exercise, illness, stress, uh, medications have on their blood glucose in a way that you can't with a finger prick, any, any brand of finger prick, because what you're getting with a finger prick is a snapshot. And although you can download that into the computer and get a graph with lines on it, actually the graph, the lines shouldn't connect the dots. Um, so it's a, I guess it's like the difference between doing a blood pressure reading with a cuff and re and somebody wearing a halter monitor. Mm. Um, you, you get just so much more, more information. So in any case, I'm a bit of a techno geek. So, oh, that's interesting. I had a family member who has type two diabetes um, and thought I need, I want to see how this works. I need a guinea pig and went and bought one. Um, gave it to the family member and said, hey, how about you try this? Um, that person was at that point using um, long acting and short acting insulin, um, carb counting and correction dosing. So as complicated as it gets. And within 24 hours, we'd identified that person that was having two overnight hypos. So back to their doctor. Um, they've reduced the basal insulin. And the other thing that happened was that because the person could see in real time what the food choices and exercise choices were, were doing, 
they started to change what they were eating. And we carried on buying uh, the census. Um, but over about three months, that person was able to come off their insulin. Now, I don't pretend that that's going to be the case for everybody. In fact, for most people, it's not going to be the case. But it was a dramatic turnaround that allowed that person to actually change their lifestyle with real-time data. So I thought, well, okay, this gadget is, is registered for type 2 diabetes, but it's being promoted mostly for type 1. Um, I wonder if this would actually be helpful for some of the people that I'm seeing, because for a lot of people, um, I can do and can and do do a lot of education around what is diabetes, because a lot of the people that I see have a lot, had long-term poorly controlled diabetes and really didn't understand the physiology of the disease. So teach that in a way that they can understand, teach about um, carbohydrates in a way they can understand. Now also offer referrals to dietitians if they want to go that, that route, but really just doing um, what is a carbohydrate, what is a protein, what is a fat, how much is in different foods um, and teaching carbohydrate counting. So I applied for some funding through one of the practices that I work with um, to see if I could get some um, funding for like trials or innovation and was fortunate enough to get some. So bought some of the sensors, bought some readers, thought, okay, so we need to work out who we're going to use this with. So it was going to be people who are on insulin with poorly controlled diabetes who were committed to actually make some change. Um, now, 10% of the population of Tokoroa has diabetes, so I had plenty to choose from. Um, so I started off with people who'd got other conditions that were affecting their, their life. So for example, uh, one of my first ladies um, also had thyroid disease and had cataracts and because she had cataracts, she couldn't drive, so she couldn't get to the hospital in Hamilton to see the endocrinologists. And so we involved the outreach team at the practice, who's a, it's a nurse and a carfina who work together to help be a wraparound service, really, to help people um, get on top of health conditions. So as a team, we got the nurse, the pharmacist, and the carfina, and we worked around helping people to actually get to their appointments and to get their medications under control and to understand a bit better about their disease. Um, so I don't give, so each sensor lasts two weeks. I, the trial was for one or two sensors. I don't give more than two sensors per person. But that lady after the two sensors and with the involvement of the, the um, outreach team um, had been back to endocrinology, had her thyroid disease under control, had her glucose under sufficient control that the eye department were willing to consider um, cataract surgery and has been shortlisted for cataract surgery and may in fact have had some, had cataract surgery. So that was actually life-changing for her. Dramatic in such a short space of time. And we got her HbA1c down from, I um, can't remember exactly, well over 100, down to 71. Now, 
that's still not in the right range we'd want it to be in. But the you know the new medications, we we think they're pretty good if they produce a decrease in HbA1c of about ten. Mm. Um, so we went on with people, and I'm getting on, in general, a drop of HbA1c of twenty to thirty. Admitting that I'm starting with people with HbA1c is over a hundred mostly. Indeed. So there's plenty of room to move. So really, um, I wasn't expecting that using the set, these devices would actually, well, revolutionize their care. And I don't use those words lightly because they understood what choices that they made minute by minute, day by day, were actually having on their blood glucose. And diabetes is, is a disease. It's not like blood pressure where you, know, you take a tablet and your blood pressure comes down and that's it till the next morning. It affects every choice that you make during the day affects what your blood glucose is doing. So people need to understand the disease and understand how to manage it. And I think that's what, what this trial has, has achieved. So I really wasn't expecting to be quite as successful as it was. So now I'm looking for more funding. So the local Lions Club have come to the party and have given me some more funding. I've oh, they have. We're very, very fortunate to have won the Shark Tank. So there's some more funding. Um, and we will be doing, really looking to see how we can progress this. Now, the this isn't for everybody. Um, there are a whole lot of people out there with well-controlled diabetes that don't need this. For some people, having two senses gets them to understand and then they're, they're away. They understand what's going on. For some other people who, for example, they've got poor circulation, they've got peripheral neuropathy, so it hurts to do a finger prick test and then you don't get any blood. Um, they may have got uh, cataracts, so they can't see. So, you know, take this little strip and put it in this meter and then get a little drop of blood and then wait for the meter to beep. It just isn't happening. Um, so for some of those people, particularly if they're on a benefit, WINS has, has um, agreed to fund that under some under a disability allowance. So, I mean, realistically, the, the in comparison with the current funded, well, any funded blood glucose meter, this is not a cheap option. It's for a whole year, it's like $2,500, something like that. But if you look at it in comparison to um, preventing people having amputations or heart attacks or going on to dialysis or having a heart attack and having a stent or something like that, then it's it's effective um, intervention, I think. So that's what I'm doing, really. And that's how I came to be here. <laughs> what a fantastic initiative as well. It was, what, it was really, I fell into it as I went along, if I'm perfectly honest. It was like, oh, that looks like a really interesting thing. Let's try it. Mm. The first person I tried it with was like, whoa, did not know about those overnight hypers. And to be fair, overnight hypers have been a recurring theme because with an HbA1c, you get the average blood glucose, which is fine. But, not but actually, not. if the glucose is like three all night and then 15 all day, your average is not going to tell you that. No, that's right. So you've talked to us about the results that you found 
Yep. Um, and how valuable this has been for the people that have been on this trial. You've also mentioned the costs as well um, that's involved because it's not a funded meter. Where to from here? What's, what's your intention moving forward? So moving forward in Tokoroa, um, I'm going to see where I can get funding from and what funding I can get. Mm-hmm. Um, some people can afford to fund their own. Um, and I have had people who've bought a reader and a couple of sensors and then put aside like $10 a week and run a sensor every three months to keep themselves on track. We will be looking to see, you know, we, we will see whether we can get sponsorship. We will be talking to the DHBs, although the DHBs are restricted in what they can do. Um, I have had some interest in, um, from the universities um, about some research projects. So that may be that we can actually link up with some of the, the work being done in the universities um, to see whether or not, well, what is it that actually works for these folks? Is it the education? Is it the support? Is it the meter? Is it all three? That's right. Yeah, and going from there. So really that, it's a, um, I'm really just in the process of going and looking to see where I can get funding from. To be fair, I can't manage more than three or four people on the meter at a time mm-hmm. because it's reasonably time consuming. Well, the, the practice that is running the trial, I only work there two days a week. And what I do with is we, we start off with people with the standard, okay, let's have a look at your diabetes. Let's do the education. Let's look at the numbers, see what those differences do. Can you actually do blood glucose testing? And if we then decide to go on to the the trial, um, I will see them to apply the, get the meter applied, get the sensor applied, um, and then see them at least weekly for a month. Okay. So that really means that I can only manage, well, I've got four readers and that's about the limit of what I can manage in that time frame. Mm. So might be additional resources for you as well in order to, to expand this particular service? Well, I think um, I am presenting the information that I've got, and it is very early data. Um, the Shark Tank and the conference came along, and I thought, well, I'm going to put this in because actually it's, it's um, well, it's an innovation, I suppose, and it's, it's uh, maybe pharmacy could actually look at in the, in the future. Um, potentially, we've got more potential for more pharmacists to be involved. Mm-hmm. if we're getting more pharmacists in, 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 in primary care sort of settings. So what I'm doing now is writing up the data and, and as the next sort of HbA1c's come in, looking so that we can identify what the, what the changes have been. And then that will go to Pharmac and to the DHB and to PHOs and to anybody else I can think of, really. <laughs> Thank you so much for speaking to us today. Great to see the results from this particular trial and I'm sure everyone will be watching out to see what happens moving forward. Thank you for the opportunity. CollegeCast is brought to you by Sharina Bassan from the College Education and Training Business Unit of the Pharmaceutical Society of New Zealand. All views of our guests in these episodes are their own. <laughs>